0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Well hello everybody and welcome to Book Journeys Radio This is Angela Loria And we are kicking off a little bit late today I am... On the road in San Diego at the Martha Beck Summit Life Coach Summit, and uh, we have been uh, having some technical difficulties this morning from our live uh, live location here. And um, but we do now uh, seem to have uh, things back up and rolling, and just trying to bring onto the call. Uh, our guest today, who is Lisa Beretta, and I see, oh, Lisa had dialed in and now I don't see her. So hopefully Lisa will dial back in. She is the author of The Street Smart Psychics Guide to Getting a Good Reading. The Street Smart Psychics Guide to Getting a Good Reading. So hopefully we will be talking with her shortly. She did seem to dial in, and then we lost her. So, oh, here she is. Terrific. So we are very happy to have with us in Book Journeys Radio, Lisa Beretta. Lisa is the author of The Street Smart Psychic's Guide to Getting a Good Reading. She is a practicing astrologer, an intuitive counselor, and a Reiki practitioner. Lisa, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I was telling everybody we had some technical difficulties getting started this morning, but we have managed to
0: get our act
1: together, and um, we're going to talk to people about your book. Tell us a little bit about the Street Smart Psychic's Guide to Getting a Good Reading. Uh,
0: That that book came, I I actually never thought I would write a book,
1: (laughs) but it was amazing
0: the way that it it just came about. I was the girl who used to sit on the back of the bus and and do the essays for, for homework. I was never prepared, and I just had an idea to give people an idea of what it was like to really be an intuitive counselor on the other side of the astrology chart or the tarot card. Everybody knows what it's like to be the client, but no one really knew what it was like to be the intuitive, so I I wrote that book more or less as a guide to take the idea of a psychic reading out of the the, um, kind of fringe way of looking at it as just something, you know, uh, for entertainment, it, there really is a serious side to working with your energy and and helping people de- determine the best you know course for them, whether you use astrology, tarot, or whatever, whatever tools you use to tap into intuition. So the book came about a little bit out of frustration, I guess you could say,
1: because a lot of people didn't realize
0: what it's like to be a reader.
1: Yeah, you said you never thought you'd write a book. So what changed your mind? How did you end up write, deciding to write this one?
0: I was going through a, a certain time in, in in my own life where there were a, a lot of changes. I was ending a marriage, my it was empty nest syndrome. And so I finally had the time to to sit down and think about what I wanted to do next. And the book just came about, I, I think, because uh, I, I was on a roll of, let's say, a lot of clients who really didn't understand the seriousness of, of letting somebody read your energy. So I, I wrote the book because it's like, how could you just tell everybody? Let's just put it out in a book form, what it really means to get a reading. So it was born out of frustration, and when I sent in the initial query letter, I was shocked to actually get a response. I, I never thought it, I would be taken serious. And from there, it just developed, and it was a learning process. That first book was a learning process as far as, wow, I mean, a formal proposal, chapter samples, the editing process. This was all new to me.
1: So, talk to us about your process. So, you started by querying agents or publishers.
0: Publishers. Um, I did not want to even approach an agent because I don't have a writing background. My background actually is in art, and I always, did, I've done astrology charts since I was 14 years old. But my background is in commercial art. I, I just did it, just to, I guess see if I could get a response. And, and when the first publisher responded, said we're interested. Let's let's talk to you about it. I was surprised. And then from there, I went on. I was Googling information, writing uh, to people who had published books to find out if I can get an idea of what to do, and and actually buying books and reading books on on how to be a a writer and the whole process and what you really need to know. So it was a learning experience for me.
1: What were some of the things that surprised you most, that were most different about being uh, a writer from what you expected?
0: I, I really feel the thing that surprised me the most, well, I always I had a lot of respect for the work that I did, and I always considered myself very credible, but just being the author of a book or even the author of some type of article that gets published in a notable uh, either website or magazine, all of a sudden being a published author uh, gives you a different level of how you're viewed by your peers and just the public, you're. you're actually viewed more as an expert in what you do so i, w- I was surprised yeah. that, that people now who i always thought what i was doing was serious are now taking me more seriously than they had before so gives you i guess you could say bona fide credibility
1: and what were some of the hardest aspects of because you didn't really you kind of got thrown into being an author so what were some of the things uh that went into the process of becoming an author that were maybe hard for you
0: I th- I think what it was to find the time during the day to be disciplined enough to sit there and write you, you know I'm the type of uh, writer that when I when I'm writing something if the phone's ringing or or somebody's over I'm I'm too distracted I need to focus on what I'm doing so really allowing that time and setting that time aside to to stay with my thoughts and and give it a priority over other things. And, and sometimes you get frustrated when you get writer's block, and it's easy to want to walk away. <laughs> but sometimes mm. if you just stay with it, you can see it through.
1: So when you first had the idea for the book, how was it different than the way the book ended up? Because usually there's a process from the idea that we have to the book that gets written. So what were some of the things that were maybe different for you?
0: With the first book, Honestly, I wasn't thrilled with the title because it was, uh, I, I wanted a different title, so um, it's like naming a baby. You, you know who the baby looks like and what the baby should be called. But, you know, through their marketing research and because they have, they know what sells and, and what appeals to people. The, the first book actually was named differently than what I wanted it to be named, um, but, but that's okay. That's like that's that's whole And part let's talk of about process. all your
1: books. So the first book, when we're talking about first book, that is the Street Smart Psychics the Guide. Smart Getting psychic a good reading. Guide to good reading. Okay, and what, just out of curiosity, do you remember the title that you wanted?
0: I wanted to call it um, a guide for the psychic junkie or the psychic junkie's guide to what it means to get a good reading. Mm.
1: Because a, a lot of
0: people get hooked on whether it's uh, you know counselors. Their their therapists, their you know astrologers. You, you actually, you can become a junkie, and and that's where I wanted people to understand. It's you know this is a serious thing. You know don't don't abuse it, and and don't call up just for silly questions. Call up and really get a good reading, and then let things unfold, and come back maybe in six months to touch base. You get some people who feel they have to check in every day or every hour and it's like, wow. That. Oh, wow. Yeah. oh yeah. You, you, <laughs> I, it's just not me. It's it, my peers and other people uh, that do readings. We all get together and mostly it's people who do readings really appreciate the book because they can understand what it's really like. It's addictive. It's totally addictive because during a reading you're talking about everyone's favorite subject which is themselves, they myself included. Right. <laughs>
1: right. So, okay, so then, so the book had a slightly different title, and um, and obviously that was something that the, um, the publisher has final say on the title, right? A lot of people don't realize that. Right, right. And were there other things the publisher had say on that, you know, either surprised you or took some getting used to or... Um.
0: I, I didn't really know what really? to expect yeah. with the first book. I did not realize the importance of really getting yourself out there and and self-promoting. It's very competitive, mm-hmm. especially with a lot of people now who self-publish. And, you know, the Internet, you can download a book in 30 seconds. So it's really, really competitive. So you have to promote yourself. And um, I didn't realize that, that first time around I feel that maybe – uh, if it was done a little differently, that book probably would have had more success. With the second book, I was a little bit more savvy and aware as to what went into it, and the second publisher uh, seemed to be a, a, um, more proactive when it came to promoting their authors.
1: So tell us more about your – so what's your second book?
0: The second book is called The Book of Transformation – and it's Open Yourself to Psychic Evolution, the Rebirth of the World, and the Empowering Shift Pioneered by the Indigos. And that book, the concept for that book came about because everyone was asking me, what's going to happen in 2012? Is it the end of the world? Does the mind calendar say it's going to be the end of the world? And what I wanted to do is to take all my years of expertise working and dealing with you know, different shamans and body workers and light workers. And put it all together and explain exactly what is going on. How we're just evolving. We're, you know, culturally, spiritually, energetically, physically, we're evolving. And and that book is more of a guide, and it better defines what I want to do. And I'd rather be viewed more as a researcher into the fields of uh, energy, uh, astrology psychic phenomena and, and instead of a card reader you know mm-hmm. so the book really helped define me the, the publisher is amazing they they went out of their way to promote me and it, it was a whole day. even the editing process was how did you find more your professional second publisher i sent a quarry letter and i sent a book idea
1: so and tell responded. us a little about this. If you were giving uh, advice to somebody who wanted to be an author and they had some ideas for books, what would you tell them? Take them through the process of how to find a publisher the way you did it.
0: Well, what I do, the, the type of subject matter that I write is, you know, I guess you could say it's more of a niche market where, you know, if you're into body, mind, and spirit or, or psychic phenomena or, you know, the afterlife, you know, there are certain publishers that is their forte to deal specifically with this, this type of um, subject matter. So you can write a quarry letter and usually with, with that be prepared because if they say your idea sounds good, they want to see a proposal. And a proposal is almost as hard to write as the whole book because you have to tell the publisher, you have to sell them on why this book is good, how it's different than other books out there, and also how it's similar to books that have had success. So you really need to research your, your subject and give them an idea of who the target market is, how you're going to promote it, and an outline, a chapter-by-chapter chapter outline. Chapter one's going to include blah, 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 and you go on and on and on. And it is always helpful to include, you know, one or two chapter samples. They don't have to be extremely polished, but at least good enough to, to get an editor's attention and they don't have to always be the first and second chapter. Pick out your favorite chapter and send it to the acquisitions editor, and just let them mm-hmm. see your style. You know, and so you have to be prepared. And how do you find something.
1: these addresses? Like, where have you found where to actually send books? I just,
0: uh, from my own collection of books, I, I know who publishes uh, books on body, mind, and spirit. And then if the internet is a great source to find out. I also. I have a copy of a writer's guide that will tell you what different publishers,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, you know, what the subject matter. A lot of publishers, the bigger publishers, require that you do have an agent. They, you have to be agented. You, you need to have an agent just to get your foot in the door and get your proposal looked at. So you have to research that too, and then you, you have to really be prepared to not really just rely on the. You know the publisher to promote you they'll do it as long as your book is front listed, but you know when their next season of books come out and you're backlisted you still have to promote your book or it's going to get lost out there
1: right so what are some so you've had two books now, yes yes, okay, and so what are some of the uh, pieces of advice of advice that you would give uh, that you would give an author who uh, you know, wanted to write a book, what what should they know going into the process? What are some of the things that you've learned, some tips that you can give new writers?
0: Well, the the thing that I would tell somebody who wants to write a book, find a subject that you're really passionate about because once you get into the writing process, if it's not something you really want to write about, you're going to spend a lot of time researching it and it's, it's going to become a drag. You know, find... Find something you're really passionate about. If it's a cause, or if it's just a, a belief, or or what, whatever it is, if, if whatever your passion is, it makes it a lot easier. Or if you have a really good story to tell, you know, um, mm. put it down. I, I mean, I've talked to other authors who, who thought they you know, it was they were just almost journaling their own life, but they're interesting. Very interesting story. So, so don't don't think it's not interesting. It, and be prepared too. Uh, you know, if you get a rejection letter, it, it doesn't mean you're you're not any good. Uh, what was it? There was one book out. The, the woman who wrote the Help wasn't she rejected
1: over uh, eighty times? <laughs> oh yeah, you <laughs> hear, hear these stories of people yeah. that were just rejected and rejected, but they believed in their product. Right. Why do, do you think rejected? for you? Why have you? Why have you kept writing? You've had some luck getting query letters accepted but why why are you an author what how do you think it helps you or enhances your life
0: it helps me because i i really want to take what i do into the next realm i don't really want to see myself doing um not that there's a problem with doing intuitive counseling or reading astrology charts i don't want that to be my mainstay i really would like to focus more on writing and, and putting the information out there i was also involved from the book, I got involved in being a uh, producer for a documentary on the afterlife, so it opens doors and uh, other things come about, so it gives you a chance you're always reinventing yourself, which is good you don't get stuck and you know um I would really and i'm I'm working on a few more ideas for another book, and I found that I really like to write i at this point in my life i I really like to write, maybe because i I have the time now, and I can focus better. But it, there's something um, about it. It's it, for me. It's almost a mystical experience to be able to do this.
1: Wow! And how has uh, let, let's talk about your platform? Um, let's talk about how you have a community. So, people who want to see your website can go to lisa com. And there's two R's and two T's in Beretta. Um and then from your website, I see that you have uh, like a Facebook community. Talk about how you have kind of grown your followers and developed a platform for yourself.
0: Well, every month I like to do at least a, a, a new blog once a month and, and put something out there. Um, if I come across any type of interesting information that has to do with either one of the books, I, I keep the Facebook um, pages is active for both books, for the Street Smart Psychic and for the Book of Transformation. Um, I also rarely turn down an opportunity to do any type of interview, whether it be a blog talk, radio show, or a different radio show. The only time I'll turn it down is if I can't make it because it's so important to keep your your name out there. It re- that's really important for you know because, like I said earlier, it's very competitive and. You know, your book has to survive somehow, hopefully word of mouth, but um, the books I write aren't really New York Times bestseller type of books. Like I said, it's a, a very specialized market, so you have to constantly promote yourself. mm
1: mm-hmm. Um, And so as, uh, as you have been promoting the books, have you found certain things more effective than others? Are there ways that you have, uh, like, for instance, do you have a mailing list or social media communities that you've found that you can, you know, leverage or connect with quickly?
0: Um, I did. I, I mean, there are uh, they, the groups that consider themselves the indigo children, which are, are basically, um, if you're not familiar with that terminology, in the, the new age sort of market, um they're the ones who really see themselves more spiritually evolved, or the kids who grew up thinking they had ADD and they really don't have ADD. So I, I find different groups that, you know, where the indigos uh, sort of conjure their their uh, Facebook pages or different websites, and I try to promote myself through them. Uh, anybody who's interested so this is, in spirituality. I'm going to stop
1: you there because I think there's a great lesson in this. Obviously, people from all walks of life get psychic readings, and if your book is about gardening or cooking or parenting, there's going to be a wide variety of people that are interested in your topic. But what Lisa did there is really key to making your book a success. She picked this niche that I'm going to guess most of you haven't even heard of. Her book is already niched. It's for people who go to psychics. Fine. That's already a group of people. But now she's talking about a group of people that identify as indigo children that have their own Facebook groups and web pages and blogs and communities and probably meetup groups and coffee clutches and whatever. Like These are people that uh, connect with each other and share ideas and resources in this very targeted, almost a subgroup sub of people who get psychic readings. So if your book, let's say, is about gardening, uh, what a lot of people do is they try and think bigger. Let me think of every homeowner. Oh, no, it's not just homeowners. It's anybody that could put a flower pot in their window. And they get bigger and bigger and bigger with their circles. And what Lisa's doing here, which I think is a great example for everyone, is she's actually making her circles smaller because she can reach those indigo children, indigo uh, groups, pretty easily. And she can make an impact. And if it sticks, great. And if not, she'll move on to the next group but it's a way that she can get her voice heard in a smaller community. So I think that's a really great piece of advice for, for anyone, Lisa. Um, I don't know how you stumbled upon that, but it's something a lot of authors don't know to do.
0: Yeah, that was all by trial and error, too. <laughs> you know, <it's> like, <laughs> each time it's like, okay, he will buy this book, you know, and he will really understand the, the subject matter, so you get it out there and hopefully they like it and, and then maybe it will bleed into, you know, their friends who may develop an interest in what you're writing about.
1: Right. Well, I, I think it's wonderful, uh, you know, your website, Lisa Beretta, two R's and two T's in dot com. great resources for people that are interested in kind of psychic phenomenon, but also look at how, Lisa is building her platform and using content to really grow um, grow her readership. So thank you so much for your time and advice today. It was so great to have you on uh, Book Journeys Radio, even though we had a little bit of a delayed start. I know our listeners um, appreciate your advice and your time.
0: Thank you so much for having me on. I enjoyed it.
1: Terrific. And we are back every week, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, uh, where we are we talk to a different author every week about their experience writing their first book. And together we are changing the world one book at a time. We'll be back next week.